Well, good evening, friends, and welcome to uh, Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. This is the program where we look at uh, world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. Uh, you're listening to Hugh Heenan, that uh, currently broadcasting to you nationwide out of Adelaide. And uh, joining me today as our co-host on our Drive Time Big Q&A program right here on Faith FM, your favorite positively different radio station, is Fabiano Nianhuru. Fabiano, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's wonderful to have you with us today, Fabiano, because, of course, this week we have been on this program that looks at uh, current events in, uh, in the light of Bible prophecy, that looks at the big questions uh, in the world today. Uh, we have been looking through and uh, uh, examining uh, the place that Christianity has had in history. How positive uh, has its contribution been? And uh, to that end, uh, we have so far this week uh, looked at uh, you know, its relationship to, to women through history, uh, its relationship with slaves, uh, and also with the sick and the poor, and the positive difference that Christianity has made in each one of these areas. Today's topic is, was Christianity antagonistic to education? You know, there's a, a, a frame of thought, a, a view that exists in the world today that seems to uh, consider that Christianity is an enemy of education. But I understand today that Fabiano, in actual fact, you're going to be sharing with us uh, just how much of a, uh, a a positive driver of education that Christianity has been throughout history. Is that true? Yes, that's right. We'll be looking at, um, uh, you know, the Bible and um uh, those who believe in the Bible and how they have uh, positively uh, contributed to the education uh, systems that we see around the world and, and, and education as a whole. Now, that that's something which is, uh, I think, a, a matter that... Uh may be contested in the minds of some, but really history does bear out uh, the positive difference that Christianity has made. And you're going to share with us the evidence for that, I'm sure. Now, today... Uh in today's world, we have a lot of different issues that uh, that we face, uh, and uh, obviously, uh, when it comes to uh, when it comes to the uh, the teachings of God uh, through Jesus Christ, one would expect that there would be uh, some instruction, uh, some principles, uh, and understanding that is shared uh, or sheds light upon the issues that we face today. And uh, we're going to be looking at some of that uh, just after the break. And then from there, we're going to come back to Fabiano, who's going to be sharing with us again on this in interesting topic, intriguing topic of the place and role that Christianity has played when it comes to education around the world. Uh, well, but uh, just now we're going to uh, have a word from our sponsors and we're going to hear from Michael McLean, the message that can change the world. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Might 
To Faith FM, your positively different radio station, and uh, in particular today to Drive Time Big Q and A. Uh, my name is Hugh Heenan. It's my great pleasure to be with you during the course of this uh, remaining time in the commute time, as many of us make our way home on the roads across Australia. And uh, um, with me, joining me today is Fabiano. Fabiano, it's great to have you with us. Yes, thank you. It's good to be on the Faith FM pro- uh, program and radio. I do believe that Faith FM is. Truly, uh, one of the best uh, stations in the country uh, because uh, on Faith FM we learn, we grow, uh, and uh, we we discover wonderful truths that I believe are life transform- uh, trans- transforming. Mm. Thank you very much for that, Fabiano. We we appreciate uh, the support of our listeners and our speakers on air. And uh, thank you to all the many listeners that uh, do tune in and do support us as well uh, in this ministry. Uh, it is a uh, a voluntary ministry. It is a ministry uh, that uh, is having a growing impact, and it is dependent upon the uh, the donations uh, of those who support it, uh, including the work of Adventist World Radio. But we are uh, we are very grateful. Thank you, Fabiano, for noting there that uh, that uh, Faith FM really is uh, has become a a nationwide uh, ministry that is impacting many lives around this country. Well, on Drive Time Bigger Q&A, we like to look at the big questions, but we also like to look at what's happening in the world around us in regards to religion uh, and faith uh, interfacing with uh, the everyday realities that we encounter. Uh, something caught my interest in the last couple of days, and uh, it's just a, a very light piece, but perhaps it's a, an informative one because uh, uh, The Guardian brought out a, uh, an article uh, that says, Let Us Play. <clears throat> Bit of a play on the words of uh, uh, Let There Be Light uh, and, uh, uh, and, and uh, God's uh, uh, call to you know, let us live the way that God calls us to live. Uh, let us live in harmony with each other. Let us love one another. Uh, this is let us play. Badminton England puts faith in religious institutions. That really caught my eye. Not every day that you come across a sporting organization 
that uh, decides that it wants to uh, invest in the religious institutions of a country. Uh, but that's exactly what's wow. happening in England with uh, badminton. Uh, now, and by the way, I caught my eye because it's probably my second favorite or equal favorite sport. And uh, so I was really intrigued <laughs> by this. But uh, the future of badminton, we're told, lies in church halls uh, and in other faith, faith-based uh, uh, institutions and complexes and campuses across England and uh, the governing body there is looking to religious institutions to provide a solution to the crisis in grassroots sports provision of badminton in England and uh, and uh, I think it's a very uh, obviously uh, it's obvious to conclude that they're looking at the real estate that uh, the church and other uh, faith-based institutions have uh, in as they serve their communities and uh, they see them as great places in which people can meet and play uh, and develop their skills, uh, and in this way, um, in respect to badminton. And they're willing to invest in those same facilities uh, as well. Uh, and in fact, also, that it's a very multi-generational space, and that's what they really want to see in their badminton clubs across of England. Now, uh, Fabiano, uh, I understand, of course, that uh, you're someone that uh, is in and out of churches uh, every week, and uh, you see yeah. the difference that is being made within communities, maybe not necessarily through badminton, but in other ways for that matter as well, positive differences that are made in the surrounding neighborhoods, communities, uh, and lives of those who surround uh, the, the many various different churches uh, here in Adelaide. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, with regards to the difference that churches that maybe you're associated with are making in the community around around you? Yeah, I'd like to start off by saying that it is a great thing that um, can happen when uh, uh, both the churches uh, uh, and the communities uh, um, work together uh, in order to improve the lives of many and in order to build uh, relationships, build bridges and and find ways to actually uh, learn from one another because I do believe that God has created all of us uh, and uh, and loves all of us and has given us uh, different skills and talents and and all of that can be uh, a blessing. Yes, we I know that um, some may be uh, a little bit uh, hesitant to uh, connect with uh, uh, either the religious institutions or uh, not so uh, uh, or as, as it is commonly said the secular institutions. But I do believe that uh, there's a lot which. Um, God has blessed us with, uh, uh, whether we are a person of faith or not, that actually can be used to bless uh, humanity. And yes, in uh, let me speak maybe from an Adventist perspective, uh, because I have uh, a little bit of an understanding of uh, what the church is doing uh, in communities around the world. We have uh, uh, ministries or, or uh, departments, uh, not departments as such, rather, but let me just call them ministries or institutions, such as ADRA which is an Adventist uh, uh, relief agency, which all around the world uh, uh, goes out to seek to uh, uh, lift up the lives of those who are caught in the, um, you know, in the, in the, um, in, in, you know, in the mess of this world. Uh, those who maybe, maybe needing uh, an extra hand, those who may be needing uh, an extra meal to cover, uh, cover them for the night. So Adra does that. Uh, around the world. And here in Australia, Adra, especially in this month of October, uh, coming this week, uh, we will be 
um, going around in our neighborhoods, uh, trying to, uh, I guess, communicate uh, the message of our job, but at the same time, asking people uh, in our communities to partner with us and to contribute towards Adra so that way uh, Adra can bless more people. So I do believe that um, uh, you know our church and uh, many other religious institutions are always are seeking to find ways to bless uh, people. And so in the Adventist church in particular, it is through Adra that we tend to do uh, more of this work. Mm. Yes, thank you for that, Fabiano. That's very true, isn't it? The Adventist Development and Relief Agency yeah. is a very active agency here in Australia and around the world, one of the largest uh, development and relief agencies in existence in the world, uh, certainly in terms of one that tends to fly under the radar and uh, yeah. and, and gives, uh, certainly with the, the ADRA appeal <clears throat> that's held each year, uh, where we appeal to the community in different ways to join us in contributing to the work of ADRA, uh, Every last cent of the Adria Appeal goes to where it's supposed to go. That's very rare in today's world, with, even with development and relief agencies uh, comparable to Adria. Uh, and so it's wonderful uh, to, to think that uh, there are Christian agencies like Adria's, uh, like Adventists' uh, Adria, uh, that is uh, making a yeah. difference in the world today. In fact, uh, let me just say this. Uh, one church alone, which I tend to interact with at Mawson Lakes, mm. uh, the Faith Adventist Center, yeah. we, have a, uh, we have a community meal. Every Saturday for the community at Wonderful. 1 p.m. We have a, yeah. a community pantry that runs at 2.30 that same afternoon for the entire community roundabout. Mm. And we also likewise uh, have a, uh, a com- free community health event on a regular basis uh, around 3 o'clock in the afternoon uh, every yeah. Saturday uh, there at uh, the Denison wow. Center. Uh, and, and that's just one example of one congregation. Uh, and you know, we yeah. could speak of many others like that as well. Another one I'm connected with, uh, let me just uh, very quickly say, is Trinity Gardens, where we have a community pantry, which I've just come from. I've spent much of the day there today. So uh, it's true to say that churches are very invested in their communities and want to make Mm. a positive difference, a positive contribution to the lives uh, of those around them. Uh, And that's really part of the call of God, isn't it, to share the hope, the peace, the joy, the love that we have in Jesus Christ with others around us. And that really then, I guess, brings us to these various different topics that we've been exploring this past week when it comes to the, the contribution that Christianity has made with regards to, to women, to um, slavery, uh, to uh, the sick and the poor, very positive contributions in these spaces uh, that have... Uh, uh, transformed lives for good. Now, today we're looking at uh, the contribution that Christianity has made with regards to education. And uh, Fabiano, yeah. I know that you have quite a bit to share with us on this topic. Uh, before we uh, 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 pause and pivot to hear what you have to share with us on this on this topic today, I want to just bring to the attention of our listeners that we have a free uh, giveaway uh, for every listener that is tuning into us today. Uh, the giveaway is a wonderful book by Lonnie Malashenko. It's called What the Bible Says About. And of course, that fits really neatly with what we're doing this week, where we're talking about you know, what God says, what what the Bible says, what uh, positive contribution has been made within many different spheres and aspects of society and civilization uh, because of the life of Christ 
and of Christians. And uh, and so, likewise, this book, this free giveaway, What the Bible Says About, and it covers a wide range of topics. Uh, I think you'll enjoy having this not just on your bookshelf, but open in your hand. And so this is a great book. Uh, if you want to have this book, uh, and we hope that you will, then by all means, let us know by texting uh, to, uh, uh, to us uh, the code word SA137. That's SA137. One three seven. That's the code word. Uh, and if you wouldn't mind uh, texting that to us at uh, now. By the way, that's really interesting. <laughs> Quite a bit of a shock here because mm. normally speaking, we have some post-it notes right in front of me, or some other notes here that have our have our uh, our uh, uh, phone number, and uh, yeah, they seem to have been taken yep. away. That's really interesting. Uh, you probably know it off by heart. I think by now, Fabiano, you've heard it said so many times. Uh, but uh, let me see if I can yeah. bring it up I, for us. I, I, Oh, there it is. I, I can also zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. Not every day you hear that sort of a, an encounter on the air, is it? But uh, uh, that's our number there zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. And so, if you text to that number the code word SA one three seven, that book, What the Bible Says About by Lonnie Malashenko, is all yours. All right. Well, Fabiano, really uh, intrigued to hear what you have to share with us today uh, on this topic of uh, Christianity and education. Well, what, what is the positive contribution, if any, that Christianity has made in this space of education? Yes. Well, when we think about education, and we may want to start, I guess, from um uh, for, for, from the Bible, because obviously um, people would wonder whether the Bible has anything at all to say about uh, education. Now, I would like to say that um, uh, the word education, uh, yes, it may, uh, it does not appear uh, in the Bible, but the Bible says a lot about the need to sharpen one's mind, seek for wisdom. Uh, and understanding, uh, uh, follow instructions, go, uh, listen to instructions. Uh, and, and, and so I like to say that, um, if we take the definition of the word education as it is defined as the process of receiving and or giving, uh, systematic instructions, then we find in the Bible quite a lot of that. In fact, the Bible itself has a lot of instructions that it gives, uh, uh, so, uh, so, so we may know how to live our lives, how to be well, uh, and um, how to treat others, and how to build society, and better yet, how to discover and have a personal relationship with God. Mm. And so, that could, I, I would argue and say that the Bible is a great. Uh, education manual, uh, if you like. And, um, and I do believe that as we look at the history, uh, and, uh, uh we survey, uh, some of the greatest movements and, uh, discoveries that have, um, uh, 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 that we've encountered, you will find that most of the big movements and, and the big movers, uh, Christians were at the forefront, or if not, uh, the ones actually leading uh, such movements, and education being one of those. But I would like to just pause here and just go back to the Bible and uh, start up with verses like um, 
uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 52. In Luke chapter 2, verse 52, we are told by an author who himself was a doctor, uh, Luke, uh, uh, and he says, And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature, and in favor with God and men. So Jesus himself applied, well, let me put it this way, the parents of Jesus uh, uh, um, gave him a an educational uh, system or, 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 or model, uh, uh, and uh, they taught him, and uh, he therefore increased in knowledge, and uh, he also uh, was learning, uh, if we had time we could look at what the Bible has to say, he learned beside his father, uh, Joseph, and he learned uh, uh, a number of trades, he was a carpenter, and so Jesus also learned, just like we learn today. Uh, we can come to Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, which uh, in the book, um, and I'm going to open in a different translation, uh, just to, I guess, uh, share how some of the translators have actually translated this text, uh, and this is now the King James Version. So Second Timothy uh, chapter 2, verse 15. It says, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Yes, the original word used here uh, is the word that conveys the following meaning. Uh, to, uh, to, to, to use your mind uh, to apply yourself uh, so as to, uh, to, to some kind of work, so as to show um, uh, prof- professionalism, if I could put it that way, or um, uh, to use your mind so uh, and to present yourself as one who uh, has thoroughly uh, prepared themselves, studied, and is able uh, to present something uh, and, and present themselves uh, in a way that uh, uh, will not bring shame or... Um, you know, or, or be uh, rebuked uh, by others uh, as one that has, had not really studied and prepared themselves. And so, yes, the word itself is a more of a compound word, but but we get that understanding as well that in Scripture, especially in Second Timothy chapter two verse fifteen, there is this uh, instruction for one to thoroughly prepare themselves. Uh, and uh, yes, through studying, yes, through um, uh, putting things in order, so that way they may uh, come across as one who have understanding uh, in the Word of God and be able to teach others and so forth. Uh, we can go to many other texts, but uh, I want to just share this, that the Bible does uh, give us a number of texts that uh, encourages uh, instruction and learning. Uh, and so the Bible, like I, said, like I said before, is a great uh, instructional or educational uh, manual. Uh, the Bible might not use that word education, but it does definitely encourage us to sharpen our minds. Um, and so I'd like to just share uh, what an Indian uh, scholar, uh, Vishal Magdawadi, I guess that's how you pronounce uh, his uh, last name there, uh, in 1949, what he said, you know, after he was converted to Christianity, uh, he investigated the Christian holy book, the Bible, and realized that the uh, the thread that there was a thread running through uh, God's word, and that um, uh, and that it, and that it was that God desires to bless all nations, 
And as he investigated the impact of the Bible on his own nation of India and the world, he found that the Bible created the modern world of science and learning because it gave us the creator's vision of what reality is all about. Uh, so if I could simplify what, he, what this uh, gentleman discovered was that uh, the Bible actually encourages us to uh, learn, to grow, and to improve things simply because that is God's desire, that mankind will be better, will improve, will grow, and, um, uh, yeah, and develop. Um, and, and so that was quite an interesting observation. And we find this or in Genesis chapter 1, 27 to 28. I believe he was right. And the Bible uh, says in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 to 28, he said, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. But then please uh, pay attention to verse 20, 28. It says, Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So we were created in God's image. That means that just as God is creative, a lover of beauty, truth, and justice, we too have been endowed with special uh, abilities and special senses uh, to distinguish uh, things and to seek to improve things. Uh, and uh, this really distinguishes us from the animal kingdom. We were blessed with special abilities of which God asked us now to, uh, to use in order to care maintain and manage uh, the created um, uh, uh, creation upon here, here upon earth. And uh, not only that, note that God instructed mankind to have dominion over the earth. This means that mankind were created uh, to be the stewards, the rulers, the managers uh, uh, of uh, the things of this world. Uh, and not only that, and, uh, and here now I'm going to quote Francis D. Nicole, who says to utilize for his necessity, that is, here he's referring to mankind, uh, to Adam, to utilize for his necessity the vast resources of the earth. And so we can see, therefore, in these two texts that God actually did not just create us to, create us to just sit there, relax, and just, you know, uh, uh, just enjoy the day and, uh, Every new day, we just, you know, be the same and so forth. No, God actually gave us a work to do. And, uh, and therefore, he wanted us to apply, uh, to use this mind to, uh, uh, to improve things and to therefore enjoy the work of our hands as well. Uh, and, and I'd like to summarize this by saying, in, in order to fulfill the divine mandate, we needed to study, experiment, and seek to improve things. And one may ask the question, but why would God ask us to, to do this, especially when he created the world perfect? Uh, well, yes, God wanted us to actually experience uh, or to go through a, 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 some kind of an experience so we may understand him more and so we may draw to him uh, uh, as we learn more about his, uh, 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 his created world. And so, yes, uh, you know, before we look at the history uh, of um, uh, of the 
impact that Christianity has had on uh, education. I would like to just underscore this point that the Bible, actually, if we look at it carefully, we find that the Bible presents to us uh, God's desire that mankind would actually improve things and live better and live happy. And so therefore, this includes, obviously, uh, studying and learning, because the word education is defined as the process of receiving and giving systematic instruction. Uh, so, Pastor Hugh, uh, we can look at the history with that in mind, and uh, hopefully this gives us an, an understanding, at least from a biblical point of view, uh, uh, of uh, the importance of uh, learning and the importance of uh, uh, applying knowledge. Uh, you know, in the Bible we find uh, people like Nicodemus, for example. Nicodemus was, uh, uh, he's actually uh, called a, an Israelite teacher. That's, that's what the Bible calls him, an Israelite teacher. The, the teacher of and Israel, find, yes, that's right. The teacher of Israel, that's right. And so definitely this idea of uh, uh, gathering truth and instruction and following instructions and so as to improve and develop things is definitely at the heart of the Bible as well. Mm. Mm. <clears throat> yes, and, and it's true to say, of course, isn't it, uh, Fabiano, that uh, wherever you look within Scripture, you find uh, admonition there to seek wisdom, seek knowledge, seek instruction, yeah. mm. uh, to grow in Correct. understanding. Uh, you know, there's this, oh, yeah. this wonderful verse from Proverbs 4, verse 13, that says, Take hold of instruction. Do yeah. not let go. Mm. Guard her, for she yeah. is your life. Uh, this wow. whole idea that uh, that instruction... And understanding that follows it uh, is so vital, and of course, uh, to, you know, to, to life itself and all that then follows. That is really then speaking about uh, education, receiving instruction, yeah. taking hold of it, applying it, right. living it out. Uh, and of course, uh, uh, I want to get your thought on this particular verse uh, that's found mm-hmm. in uh, Deuteronomy. So, Deuteronomy chapter yeah. six, um, it points out there in uh, in verse four. It says, "Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength." These commandments yeah. that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands. Bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Now, this is a very famous passage, of course, that, that speaks oh, yeah. to the importance of every single day being yeah. reminded of key principles uh, in life, uh, in this case, yeah. uh, the key principles of the teachings of God, but uh, how we uh, are to be instructed, how we are to retain knowledge, uh, and uh, to uh, uh, to to really be uh, educated, re-educated, reformed every day, uh, and and to be involved in the education of our children, uh, and uh, to uh, to to make it something which uh, we're engaged in in multiple different ways every single day of our lives. And so, in other words, not just in this instance, but right throughout the Bible, there appears to be a real emphasis on this. Would you agree, Fabiano, that the importance of education being an ongoing experience, uh, ongoing learning, lifelong? Correct. Notice in verse 7, it says, uh, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. Mm. And And so, really, uh, you're right. The Bible is full of Many in, uh, uh, commands or instructions, you know, to instruct uh, and to teach, uh, and um, 
yes, we could definitely, uh, I guess, look at a, a, a plethora of texts, but uh, definitely um, we do see that uh, the Bible does encourage a lot, uh, uh, not only the parents, but uh, societies to grow in that area. And, well, I guess another thing too that I can say, um, when it comes to uh, teaching and the passing on of information, uh, you see that um, in this same uh, passage that you're reading, the Great Shema, uh, and yes. we, we found that the, these instructions were to be given every single day, yes. morning and night. And so there's this understanding that um, learning and um, education, rather, uh, which is the same, uh, education uh, is not something that um, happens once and then and, and, and you got it and that's it and you never need it again. But actually, from Scripture, we see that the education is ongoing. It, it's something that we will be involved in today, tomorrow, even in eternity. Uh, we will forever be learning because God has blessed us with a mind that will forever be growing and, and understanding uh, the vast universe and the, and the principles and the laws of nature and many other wonderful things which God has uh, put together. Mm. Mm. And of course, many of the great leaders uh, throughout uh, throughout the history of uh, God's interaction with humanity, uh, right throughout uh, biblical history for that matter as well, uh, have been those who have sought to be well-educated and to educate others. We think of people like Moses, we think of people like Daniel, yeah. we think of people like Paul. Yeah. Uh, all of Correct. these uh, were people that upheld the importance of an education and of ongoing learning. Uh, indeed, you yeah. think of the school of the prophets. I mean, even when it came to uh, yeah. uh, to uh, the Old Testament, there were... Yes, there was... Uh, and throughout Scripture, there was uh, parent-to-student parent learning and teaching. Uh, oh, yeah. But there was yeah. actually there were actually schools as well, weren't there? there schools of the prophets, yeah. schools in the temple, mm. and so on. So this has actually been a very very much at the central part or, or core part of uh, uh, of uh, a life of faith throughout Scripture. Mm. But what about beyond yeah. the Bible? Because of course, uh, throughout history, Christianity uh, from the time of Christ onwards uh, has had yeah. an ever increasing uh, role to play. Yeah. Uh, with education. I wonder if uh, once we come mm. back from the break, if you'd like to share with us a little bit about uh, the role that Christianity has played uh, within education and educational systems uh, throughout yeah. the centuries since the time of Christ. Thank you. Just now we're going to uh, uh, turn our attention towards a wonderful song uh, by Mercy Me, and it's called Word of God Speak. You know, when God speaks, uh, he speaks uh, for our knowledge, he speaks for our, our good, and, uh, uh, and and it's true to say that uh, he speaks into being, uh, the, by the power of his word, uh, a wonderful degree of character development and life change. Uh, really very educative, if anything, uh, God's word. So we're going to uh, play this song and we'll be right back.
Welcome back to Faith FM and uh, to Drive Time Big Q&A here on Faith FM, a program where we like to look at the big questions uh, in the world around us today. One of the big questions we we, uh, really uh, is a very fruitful area to explore is the area of uh, of how society has developed and has uh, grown to be and uh, become the way it is today. Uh, And uh, we've been looking at that uh, with uh, regard to uh, matters uh, with respect to to the role of women in society, uh, with regards to uh, uh, the role of uh, of hospitals in society and of medical care, uh, as well as uh, the role of work within society, uh, whether it's with regards to uh, slavery or to indentured labor or to employed labor throughout time, and the positive role that Christianity has played with respect to to work, to uh, to health, uh, to uh, uh, to uh, relationships, uh, both for men and for women within society. And today is no different. Today we're looking at the role of Christianity with respect to education. Uh, and it may come as a surprise to many to learn that Christianity has, has had a very positive and driving uh, role to play with education. We just heard now from Mercy Me, Word of God Speak, and uh, the the joy of hearing from God and uh, being caught in wonder at who he is. The Bible talks about uh, uh, by beholding we become changed. And the context of that there in Second uh, Chronic, uh, Second uh, Corinthians uh, is uh, this idea of behold by beholding God we become changed. We become the better for it by looking to God, uh, our original teacher, and mimicking him. Uh, and ever since uh, that, uh, ever since the beginning, uh, and from Bible times and onwards, uh, Christianity has uh, really upheld the importance of education. But I wonder, uh, Fabiano, um, as we think about that, uh, what are your thoughts with regards to the role within society that uh, a Christian, Christianity has had uh, regarding education. Just while you're about to speak there, let me just quickly uh, insert here that we have a very special giveaway that uh, readers uh, or listeners might enjoy uh, beyond uh, our program today, uh, and that is a very wonderful book called What the Bible Says About, on a range of different topics, including the ones we're looking at here today, by Lonnie Malashenko. Uh, the code word for that offer uh, is SA137. That's SA137. And uh, that's the code word that you need to send to our phone number, uh, which uh, here at Faith FM is uh, 04888808811. That's 04888808811. That code word SA137. And that book, uh, What the Bible Says About, can be yours. All right. So, uh, Fabiano, take us through what has been the positive role of Christianity uh, within society. Uh, over the years. Yeah. Yes. Uh, there's a lot we can talk about, and there's obviously uh, many names which we can mention as well. But I want to just start off by highlighting a few things. Uh, and I want to start off with science because many people today would think that uh, science has tri- trumped uh, Christianity uh, and um you know, the, the, the teaching, uh, that is related to who God is and, uh, all the understanding of God and so forth. But as I looked at what the Bible has to say about, uh, education and, and looked at history, which I'm about to share, I came to this conclusion that science actually is the discovering of God 
through the exploration of creation. And when we discover the laws of nature and then act on nature, we are immersing ourselves in the space and the wonder of God. Uh, it is said that obviously some people have also uh, discovered these amazing uh, wonders and uh, mysteries and uh, uh, order and uh, intricate designs, but yet have chosen to uh, ascribe uh, the power behind that to something else which they, they themselves do not know. Um, whereas, actually, those are the very fingerprints of God revealing uh, to us who he is. And so what I'm about to share, really, for me, has confirmed uh, the understanding that uh, God has um, given us this opportunity to grow uh, through uh, learning and ex experimenting and improving things so we can actually better understand him. Uh, because the more we engage ourselves in education, uh, we actually, the more we actually uh, get to understand how, uh, uh, what, are, what are those words of, of, uh, of David, wonderfully, Wonderfully created, let me put it that way. And so, and, and, and how wonderful our God is. Um, so history, uh, and here I'm quoting from Sharon Jane, uh, whom, in fact, I'm going to quote a lot because uh, she has put together a beautiful summary of some of the uh, 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 amazing people, both men and women, uh, who have contributed significantly to uh, uh, the realm of education and, uh, and this is going to help us see that, uh, in fact, Christianity has had a huge impact on, on, uh, on education. And this is what she had to say. She says, historically, it has always been Christians who have been passionately committed to education for all. And in many countries of the world, they have been the first to seek to provide schools, education, and universities. That's quite amazing. That's a powerful statement. Mm. Historically, it has always been Christians who pretty much have been at the forefront uh, and uh, championing and promoting and going to extra lengths to provide education. And uh, uh, starting off, uh, there's a quotation here, uh, which comes from, um, uh, this is coming from uh, Augustine. Augustine, uh, a North African bishop, uh, who was uh, regarded and still is regarded by many as the greatest, uh, uh, one of the greatest, rather, uh, intellects uh, in history. And this is what he has to say. He said, has not the genius of man invented and applied countless astonishing arts, partly the result of necessity, partly the result of exuberant invest invention, so that this uh, vigor of mind be tokens and inexhaustible wealth in a human nature which can invent, learn, or employ such art. What wonderful, one might say, uh, stupefying advances has human industry made in the arts of weaving and building or agriculture and navigation? What skill, what skill has been attained in measures and numbers? What uh, with what uh, sagacity, what a word, sagacity, have the movements and connections of the stars been discovered? And all this is due to the unspeakable blessings that God has conferred 
upon his creation a rational nature. So Augustine believed that Christians can and should benefit from all the learning known uh, and can be known, not only through scripture, but even through the natural world, and even from those who do not believe in God. He saw that both the grammar, the logic, the sciences, the, you know, the, uh, uh, the work of the hands, that all of these are, say, you know, they are possible because God has blessed us and has endowed us, has conferred upon us a rational mind and the wonderful uh, um, intellectual abilities to be able to reason, explore, and um, and therefore uh, seek to improve things. And so that's what Augustine had to say. Quite a profound statement. Yes, yes. So, so Fabiano, really, I guess what you're saying then there is that uh, Christianity, rather than deterring or being a hindrance to education, has in many respects been a propellant. It has uh, pushed education yeah. forward uh, as a force yeah. within society and has been instrumental with uh, with the pro- progress or the progressive uh, growth of intellect, of learning, uh, and of technological advancement through history. Correct. Right. In fact, we are told once again by the same author that as the Western Roman world disintegrated, Christian monasteries preserved the literary uh, remains of the ancient Rome. Uh, in the East, it was the Christian civilization that united the intellectual cultures of the Greek, the uh, Egyptian, and the Syrian world, and that and that preserved uh, Hellenic wisdom in, a, in a, um, academies and libraries in Greece. Syria, and in Asia Minor. So during the Middle Ages, Christian monasteries and the cathedral schools developed in, into the earliest universities in places such as uh, Bologna, I believe that's how you pronounce it, B-O-L-O-G-N-A, Bologna, uh, Padua, uh, Paris, Oxford, and Cambridge. And mm. so truly uh, Christians and Christian leaders have been, yes, you're right, the proponents uh, ones who have propelled education and have uh, championed education. In fact, many of the great reformers, such as Martin Luther, said that it was a crime for parents not to ensure the education of every child. So during the Reformation in Europe, there was a surge in the building of girls' schools uh, in Protestant areas and uh, building up of libraries. And uh, so truly, Christianity has been at the forefront. Uh, in fact, we can look at um, uh, well-known figures uh, such as um, uh, Isaac Watts and his work on the um, uh, improvement of the mind, a textbook on ways to continue to increase the wisdom, godliness, and usefulness throughout life, which contains practical instructions on study skills, wise reading, uh, useful uh, conversation, and ways to make social uh, occasions edifying. And so the, the Christians... Uh, uh, have not just limited themselves to the study of the Bible. They've actually sought to improve the, ma- the mind and uh, to improve the world by using all the powers that be that the mind has, that God has blessed the, mind, the human mind with, and have pretty much explored and stretched the mind so as to uh, pretty much explore every avenue, not just limiting themselves to the study of the Bible, or the numbers and literacy, but even going into uh, social studies and 
uh, and many other areas of life. So, Fabiano, you know, I think uh, probably our <coughs> listeners, uh, many of them might have a question in the back of their mind. Uh, uh, right. It's one that I want to put to you, uh, and that is uh-huh. that uh, some might say, well, yes, uh, I can see how the Christianity has uh, been a big proponent in terms of education in earlier times in human history. Uh, even right through to the yes. Middle Ages. Uh, and yes. in fact, particularly when it comes to sharing uh, learnings that related to faith, but yes, of course, in many other areas as well, as Annie have rightly mentioned, mm. all the many, or in fact, all the earliest universities. In fact, I know that uh, yes. it's true to say that every one of the earliest universities and all the great universities, apart from mm. one, and <laughs> there was only one, uh, uh, were yeah, all okay. uh, Christian um, and the, mm. the only one that wasn't uh, lasted for a period of time and then went into demise uh, in the Far East. Um, so mm. it's re- of real interest then, though, in, the, in many people's minds is, well, what about since the modern age? Isn't it true to say mm. that uh, Christianity uh, has uh, taken a backseat or at least that uh, uh, that secularist education is, isn't it true to, to say that uh, that secular humanism <clears throat> has been largely responsible for for the role of education uh, being so central within society over the last say two hundred to three hundred years? Is that actually true, or is it not so true? What would you say to that? Yeah, uh, I think for me, uh, I will look at uh, some of the uh, recent uh, statements that uh, have been put forward by some of our um, uh, Australian uh, researchers. And here I actually do have, it's quite interesting how you asked that question, but I, I had just, uh, prior to this uh, uh, radio program, I was just reading briefly from Dr. Emma Rowe, the lecturer, uh, lecturer uh, of the um, School of Education uh, at uh, Deakin University. Uh, And uh, she says, uh, Australia maintains one of the highest concentrations of religious schools compared to other OECD countries. I I, I haven't finished the article to understand what OECD really is all about. Uh, But then she says the the proportion fits with a higher proportion of students who are enrolled in private schools in Australia. So she says approximately 30% of all schools in Australia are affiliated with a religion or 94% of private schools. Um, in modern, I guess to answer your question, in modern uh, uh, times, uh, there's been a strong push from um, uh, those uh, now who are for uh, humanistic uh, uh, under, uh, studies and explorations and those who have uh, championed, obviously, the uh, the uh, no-God um and the best way I can think of it, that, you know, the, not God pretty much saying that science has triumphed uh, over uh, Christianity. And so they pushed uh, a number of theories. But I would like to argue uh, and say that, uh, or, or even uh, make a, a statement which I believe to be true, though I may not be able to provide all the backing references, but I'm, but I'm looking at uh, some of the recent uh, surveys that were given here to say this, that uh, actually the the most recent uh, humanistic approaches uh, to education have not, in my understanding, contributed anything new than that which was already there. But rather it was more of uh, maybe finding uh, different ways of applying the knowledge that had uh, already been discovered by those who went before us. 
which you rightly uh, put out to be, you know, Christians uh, uh, and the Christian universities, they had already discovered uh, these um, uh, so-called uh, groundbreaking truths. Uh, and so that's how I can answer that question. Um, I don't know if you yourself, Pastor you have uh, discovered anything uh, that may also help those who may be wondering. Yes, well, yeah, I guess thank you, thank you for bouncing it back to me. Uh, look, uh, my understanding, of course, is that uh, with regards to education over the last 200 to 300 years, is that through the even the Enlightenment period with regards to uh, you know the rationalist, humanist understanding of uh, exploring the world around us, that uh, even so, it was throughout this period, through the 18th century, the 19th century, into the early 20th century as well, that it was Christian schools, Christian churches, Sunday schools and Sabbath schools, which were driving uh, Christianity, sorry, driving rather uh, education uh, uh, and making it widely available to the wider populace, uh, boys and girls, uh, and making it something yeah. which was readily accessible to all uh, and uh, has been very much responsible for the modern-day schooling system that we enjoy today. Yes, the government has largely taken it over in countries like Australia today, but even so, uh, we still see vestiges of once what were Christian schools continuing to uh, uh, to educate uh, many pupils across this uh, country uh, and other parts of the world as well and and in fact many uh, i guess it's uh, well it is true to say statistically uh, that that uh, private christian schools outrank uh, many other types of schools in their educational outcomes even to this day because of the character development that coincides alongside of the intellectual development as well as, as we develop people as whole persons. Um, look, I think we, we're almost out of time, aren't we, um, here today? Uh, but if there's one thought that you would leave our listeners with today, what would it be, Fabiano? Yeah, I guess what I would say is that uh, uh, Christianity has been at the forefront of education and it still is today. In the Adventist Church alone, um, we know that uh, uh, the uh, education uh, institution within this denomination is one of the largest Protestant uh, has one of the largest Protestant schooling uh, schools and schooling um, uh, system that is there in the world. And so, the Christians are still at the forefront of education. Um, that's, I guess, how I can put it. Mm. Thank you very much, Fabiano. And that's all we have time for today. But uh, food for thought, isn't it? Uh, the role of Christianity and that it has played and continues to play in education to this very day. Well, until next time, we'll look forward to uh, joining you again on Drive Time Big Q and A. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. 